Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Track Smack with Don Hall. Smackcast. On the show right now with us, we are excited. Mike, I know you're super excited about this. I am as well because anytime, you know, first of all, if I get to talk to any any of the drivers in any of the series that we cover, it's exciting. Uh, but I love when you get me in contact with NHRA drivers, and I love it even more when they're women because, let's face it, these sports need more estrogen in them because uh, uh, we women we like to drive fast too, you know. So uh, and and from what I am hearing, this this and I say young lady because she, I mean, compared to us, we're old, we're super old. <laughs> so this young woman, twenty four years old, uh, Camry Caruso, third generation racer. She's a NHRA pro stock racing driver there in the NHRA series. Camry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Mike, I mean, oh, I know you've been telling me all about, you know, we've got to get her on. She's the, I mean, she is the real deal. She's the up and coming, you know, and, and like I said, I get stoked. I know he's always been talking about Erica Enders and then, you know, I, I go and read and I'm like, okay, well, here we go. Second woman here. And, and I know y'all compete and stuff too. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about yourself, Camry. I know third generation. So talk to me about the family and, and I mean, I guess it was pretty much destined for you to get behind the wheel here. So like you said, third generation, my dad, my grandpa raced. Um, My grandpa started when he was 15 and he's 74, I believe right now. So it's, it's been a long time and I've watched, I grew up watching my dad race and then I started in junior dragsters and moved my way up and we ended up in pro stock and it's, it's been really exciting so far. And I tell you, Dawn, uh, what I was real excited about, I was at the uh, Spring Nationals in Houston at, at the uh, Houston Raceway Park in, in Baytown back in uh, April. And uh, Camry uh, qualified number one, and she got all the attention down there in, in Baytown. And, man, Cam- Camry, you really put on a great performance and uh, got all the way to the final round. And just, uh, you know, that was Eric Ender's home track, and you're out there making a bunch of noise. And, and it was a great weekend. I know you didn't get the victory, but um, you really uh, did a great job that weekend in in Baytown. Thank you. It was honestly such a crazy weekend with so many ups and so many downs. And it was such a learning experience for us to be able to get our first number one qualifier at, I believe it was the fifth race of the season. That was awesome because my team has only been together for like five months now. So (laughs) it hasn't been a whole long, lot of time, but we're I'm super thankful for them. 
And Dawn, she uh, qualified, I believe it was 6.547 seconds at 209.39 miles an hour in her San Hollers of America Chevrolet Camaro. And man, 209 miles an hour, that's that's going fast uh, at that track, Camry. It was a good run. It was actually super funny. Q1, all we always set up just to make a clean A to B run to get in the field. Every race, that's our goal. And then Q2 and Q3, we can get after it, but we want to be in the field solidly before we really try anything new. And we were rolling up to the water, and right before we rolled up, I said to my crew chief on the radios, I was like, hey, let's go number one. He was like, how about you just chill out? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He's like, make sure you do your breathing exercises before you come up to the water box. I'm like, okay, no worries, Jimbo. And then we actually went number one and kept it throughout the whole of qualifying. So it was actually, it was just a funny way that it happened. And I have two questions uh, for you in, in regards to that. So I, I know Mike brought up Houston. That, if I remember right, uh, correctly, Mike, leading up to that race, that was a crazy weekend weather-wise, wasn't it? Wasn't it like raining and stuff uh, beforehand and then it cleared out and y'all ended up having like a really nice because uh, I could no, I, I think the it rained like the week before the event because yeah. the ground was super wet and okay. super muddy. I that, think yeah. yeah, it was like flooding and stuff, and they were uh, that week before, I believe so. And then y'all had like a really good. It's like the skies opened up, everything went great because I know the the crowd was amazing there uh, for what appears to be the final race there. Never know though. You never know what can happen. So, uh, my, my second question for you is you mentioned, you mentioned your, your, your team and your crew chief and you call him Jimbo. Uh, so Jim Yates and from everything that I've been reading, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of hype coming into that. And, and I'm just going to assume I asked Mike, cause I said, you know, I mean, I've, I've been reading about him and I, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing this is a pretty good match and stuff, but I, whenever I see the last name Yates and it has anything to do with motorsports, I have to start to wonder if there's a connection there between uh, any of the Yates uh, over on the NASCAR side or anything else. Uh, do you know, Camry, or is it just, I mean, Jim's just pretty, pretty well known throughout the NHRA industry. I have no idea about the, NA, the NASCAR side of it. None. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll have to ask him. I'll actually see him tomorrow. So, um, I will ask him and let you know, but he has accomplished a lot in pro stock itself. There's an NHRA. So I know that a lot of people know him from there and his McDonald's days and Spitfire and all of those big sponsors he had leave in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, but I don't know about the NASCAR. I get that'd be interesting to know. I know, wouldn't it? I mean, to find out if he's related to Doug Yates or the, you know, Yates engines and all that, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, never know. If not, it's extremely ironic. I mean, you know, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I agree. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was going to say, uh, Camry, uh, you're competing as a rookie this season. You've put together, a, you know, a pretty good, a really good team going going forward so far. You've got some great sponsors and all. You're seventh in the point standings and, and – uh, Man, this is just fantastic um, for you the, going forward now in, in the summer stretch here. Uh, you, there's a possibility uh, we might see you in the, in the countdown in the playoffs here this year. Um, if we have anything to say about it, we will 100% be in the countdown. Um, we would like to be in the top five when we start the countdown because obviously it's easier to win the championship from fifth than seventh. But you can actually be in tenth and still win the championship, I believe, mathematically. So we're going to continue on just making really good A to B runs 
and improving as a team. And we'd like to be fifth as we go into the countdown. So we have a little bit of work to do, but I think we'll be okay. Now you've worked your way up through some other racing and some other classes and everything. You have uh, Bristol uh, Dragway is this this coming week, uh, this coming weekend on the next race coming up. Have you ever raced there before at that track? So I have not driven at Bristol before, but my dad has and my grandpa has. I understand it's incredibly, incredibly loud in that with the mountains on the side there. They call it Thunder Valley and Dawn. They say, uh, you know, you've been there for for at the round track, a half mile for the stock car races. But they say the um, the noise level is incredible when they mm-hmm. go down the, the track at that uh, facility. <laughs> I was going to say, I can only imagine because when I go, when I've been to the NASCAR race there, it is the only track that um, I have had to put earplugs in at, which I know I should do that. I mean, I know from like a health standpoint, I really should be doing that anyways, but that takes away all the fun. Um, But there I had to, it was painfully loud there inside of the Coliseum. So, but I imagine too, because yeah, you've got that hill, the hills and stuff all around there. I'm wondering too, if walking over to the the speedway i wonder if it's the or to the the track there i wonder if it's the same when you go into the racetrack into uh the coliseum you go i mean though you're you're walking up and down these hills and it kills you i mean the hills kill you going in i always say i'm like anybody that's been drinking before the race uh, it's gonna suck for them to try because <laughs> they're gonna be pulling over puking whatever because it was hard i mean it's it's just the the hills there are crazy mike but uh oh and something else to consider and you're old enough for this. Uh, I just drove through Bristol actually three weeks ago on my way to Virginia. They built a brand new casino and hotel like right around the corner or right down the street from from the track. Now I know the the lady at Bojangles was telling me, <laughs> was telling me all about it. And so new, brand new casino and stuff opened up. So uh, y'all might want to you know check that out while you're out that We're way. Actually, gonna steal casinos my dad loves them and we will be there till all hours in the morning so don't tell him that it's there please <laughs> well i i have to know okay so again we we talked about uh talked about your father and i know i i did my research so mark caruso and then granddad and i love it so granddad is known as papa joe caruso sure between the two of them there's a there's a, a small collection of some wallies out there have you ever just you know picked up one of their wallies and practiced you know how you're gonna are you going to do it? How are you going to celebrate? Because I know it's coming. I know it's, it's coming. <laughs> it is coming for sure. One of many. I have divisional wins, like uh-huh. the baby wallies. <laughs> um, they're literally baby wallies. Um, but I don't have a national event win. So I have looked at my dad's. I don't play with them because they're on a shelf. But um, I have looked at my grandpa's and all of that. And I think the day is coming. My team is a great team. I we put together a really great team within such a short amount of time. So I think there was a total of 72 days from when we acquired the pro stock stuff till when we went on the racetrack. Wow. And, um, so I'm excited for the day. I was hoping it was going to be in Houston, but maybe Bristol's the one. That would be cool. That's right. Camry, uh, we've had eight races so far and there's 22 races this season. I think this is only our seventh, right? Yeah. But I'm, I, I meant, eight events that the NHRA has had. I think y'all have had seven of them. I think, like you said, uh, miss a race, (laughs) (laughs) but what, uh, what have, what have you learned so far this year in, in the races that you've, uh, what's the biggest takeaway that you've learned, uh, so far this year racing as a rookie? Honestly, just all the work and focus and everything that goes into running a pro team. It's, 
we've had pro mods and my papa had a top fuel car at one point and we've had a ton of race cars and teams over the years but running a professional team in nhra you really have to have your stuff together and i think that's the biggest lesson i've learned this year is okay much that goes into it behind the scenes that a lot of people don't realize so i've had to learn all of that this year and that's probably the biggest learning curve yet <laughs> and what about the looking forward now looking into the future some of the tracks you're going to be competing at is there a is there a drag strip or a facility that you're uh, look really looking forward to racing pro the pro stock at um i so i hadn't ever been to houston so that was one i was excited to go to just because of how much history is there and yeah. races and all of that and then I've never been to Sonoma or Seattle. So I'm excited to go there because I've never been there and Topeka. So it's kind of like a tie between those ones because those are the tracks I've never been to. Well, we just got had the NASCAR race at Sonoma and they were talking about the NHRA coming soon. And uh, that's going to be pretty neat uh, racing up there in the wine country. I'm excited um, just for all these new locations because there's just to be able to travel and see all these new places, even if it's just for a short time because we're there to race. It's it's been really neat, and Sonoma is supposed to be really pretty. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Uh, there, it's because it's what right outside of San Francisco, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I hear I think, amazing yeah. weather is is the, the biggest thing that everybody talks about all the time going there. Is awesome, it's perfect. Cami, uh, now let me ask you. I mean, when I was there at the at the track and stuff, it seems like again like a pretty tight knit community there. I mean, I know you're there competing against each other and stuff, but but I'm sure, especially as a rookie, you, you know, you you take away a lot of stuff from veteran drivers and all. Is there particular drivers in your division and stuff? I know. Erica, I know is 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 competition, but of course, you know, you two being the females in there, do you, is there do you look up to her? Is there questions that you know? Are, is she somebody that you talk to sometime, or is that just strictly a competition deal? And <laughs> is there other folks that we look at? Obviously, she's accomplished a whole lot, and she's an amazing driver. She always has been. So I look up to her in that aspect a lot. Um, I hope to accomplish half of what she's accomplished and hopefully just as much or more at one point in my career. Um, I, I don't know that there'd really be a whole lot of people in pro stock that would go to another team for any advice or like any of that. It's not really like that, which is, that's another huge lesson for me because like racing all the requests that I raised, like everybody was still like super friendly with each other and like willing to talk to each other and help each other. First, that's just different. It's a different level. Um, there are definitely teams out there, like, if we needed help, they would help us. But it's more of a, it's definitely more of a job to most in this class. Okay. Yeah, yeah John. Maybe from a driver's standpoint, maybe not so much like, you know, what they, yeah. That's that's very interesting. Well, and, you know, and Mike, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt you, but it's interesting, too. I bring it up, and I know people will think that I'm joking about this, but there is something <laughs> to be said with, Women, especially because women tend, I mean, as much as we'll sit here and tell somebody to their face, oh, yeah, no, I want to see them succeed. Women can be catty, too. I mean, there's just there's just that that competition thing. And because I think we have to really go above and beyond to prove ourselves. And so it's one thing if there's one in a series, 
But then, you know, you bring in, you have two. Now, maybe once you have, you know, three, four, five, and it, it, it becomes more of a norm, then it's great. But I would think one or two, then everybody looks at the two of you competing against each other. Whereas if there was three, four, Honestly, five. to be completely honest, and I've said this multiple different occasions this year, a lot of it is, I believe, the press or the box or... They want some kind of oh yeah drama for it. I don't care that she's a girl. In all honesty, I couldn't care less if she was a girl or a guy. <laughs> like I'm there to win. She's there to win. Greg Anderson's there to win. Dallas Glenn's there to win. It makes no difference to me or her. I would assume that there's a girl in the other lane. Yes, in Houston, it was super cool for the class for it to be the first girl final. Don't get me wrong. Like, that stuff is awesome. But at the end of the day, I don't care if it's girl or guy next to me. And I'm pretty sure she has the same outlook on it. Like, we're not enemies by any means. Um, I worked for them for a little bit. Um, they're the reason we were interested in Pro Stock. They helped us. We bought our en- our four engines back from them. Like, That kind of stuff is super cool for the sport and the class. But at the end of the day, I think they make it a bigger deal than like, oh, the girls are competing against each other. Well, I'm also competing against Greg Anderson. (laughs) So it's just like, I feel like there's a fine line in the whole like gender thing. And I don't really know the perfect way to say it. I'm still learning all the correct ways to say things. Um, But Yes, it's super cool that she's accomplished so much. But it doesn't matter if she's a girl or a guy. I I understand. I'm 48 years old. I worked in... Uh, you totally get it, I'm sure. <laughs> for for most of my career working in, in broadcasting, uh, I was, especially in sports broadcasting, I was the only female. I was literally the only female that actually played sports in college uh, or the only person that played sports in college. Here the men didn't and stuff. But I would always be pointed out as being a female. And that's why I was asking it um, is because it, it is it's such a different get used to it is all I have to do <laughs> because it'll be yes. this way for the rest of your life. Um, it, it will always be pointed out. And that's what's ironic. And, and every person that you talk to, if you talk to other drivers throughout any other series, Danica Patrick used to always say it. I'm not a female driver. I'm a driver. Bubba Wallace will say, I'm not a black driver. I'm a driver, you know, but it's, it will always be pointed out. And so that's why I wanted to know, especially since there's been so much hype with you and, and Erica being the only two full-time females running that series. Uh, I, I I just say own it, girl. Y'all own it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will. Awesome. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. And Dawn, what I was, one thing I was, what I was going to say was, you know, with, with women in the, in the sport, like NASCAR, you know, we don't really have any women in the sport right now after Danica left. But uh, here in the NHRA, I mean, in Top Fuel, you have Leah and, and Funny Car. You know, you've got uh, uh, Brittany Force and Alexis DeJoria. And, and there's, you know, the great thing about this sport of drag racing, there's so much diversity. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that Camry's a female competing in there. And, you know, she's up against... In her in her class, I mean, it's a tough class. You know, Aaron Stanfield, Kyle Koreski, Dallas Glenn, Mason McGahey, Greg Anderson, Bo Butner, Derek Kramer, and Troy Coughlin. Those are the other drivers in the top 10 right now. I mean, every time she gets out there and lines up on the starting line, she's up against some very stiff competition. And 
And the fact that you're out there doing well, Camry, says a whole lot about you and your program. And uh, I just love love the the fact that you're doing so well this year. I appreciate it. We are trying our very best. Um, I'm not gonna lie; I was extremely nervous about the whole thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> "This might be a little much." Um, but we tested so much before we went to the protest session. We made 50 to 60 runs within a month and a half. Wow. Um, so we definitely knew we had catching up to do. We knew that we didn't have as much preparing time as everybody else because we had, like I said, by the time we got everything and hit the track, it was 72 days, not even three months. Um, by the time PRI, which is like the second to third week in December till protest session is when we put our team together, like after PRI. <laughs> um, so for my team to be doing as good as they're doing and we us to be doing as good as we are as a team, because pro stock is seriously a team class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to even be competing in it. Can you talk about some of your sponsors and highlight them real quick? So for the fir- first few races, I had power built tools as on the side of the car and the hood and everything. They've been with me for almost three years. So they're awesome. They have more creative tools and ideas than any other company I've seen. And it's really interesting to see how they make everything. Um, we had ProCar, SCAT, and AFR mm-hmm. at, I believe, Vegas 4 Wide. Um, Wright Trailers in Gainesville. I've been with them for about four to five years. I can't remember the exact date. Um, so they've, we've been with them for a while. Um, Titan Racing Engines is who maintains my engines. VP Lubricants, all the oil and gear, oil and everything is through them. Sand Haulers of America has been on the car for five races this year so far. And they are a trucking company and logistics company out of Oklahoma. I'm trying to forget. Jesse, anything to do with like DOT emission regulations, they do all the Cadillac converters. And then they also have a company called G Sport. That's the performance brand of all the Cadillac converters. I think that might be all of them, but I'm <laughs> sure that I forgot to say something. NGK spark plugs. We've been with them for five years, I believe. Um, NTK sensors, oxygen sensors are huge on our car. Um, Holly, because you have to run Holly stuff. They've been a huge help this year, just getting everything. We there. We have so many amazing partners that I'm sure every time I list them off, I probably forget one of them each time. <laughs> and none of them have kicked me off so far. So we're doing pretty good. <laughs> well, but I couldn't do it without all of them, honestly. Oh, so yeah. I'm all. And I know on top of everything that you're doing with racing, you have a full-time job <laughs> outside of this as well, I know. Uh, and, and so I saw, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. Or so I, I want to say, I think it was you were talking to – uh, my good friends over at Speed Freaks, uh, you were talking with them, and I think you were at work. Y'all were getting ready. There was going to be some big event or something that was happening that weekend, and so you had, like, decals galore that you were busy 
uh, vinyl printing off or something. Yeah. We're doing something. So. <laughs> um, I do have two full-time jobs. I work at Titan Racing Engines doing their marketing and some of the accounting stuff. And then right trailers. I deal with the racing junk side of things as well as our motorsports team. And then I manage our team with my dad and make sure all of that's good to go. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot, Don. Hey, Don, I wanted to ma- ma- mention one thing. Uh, you know, Camry was born in 1998, same year as my daughter. Who's the- Awesome. But uh, you have a Valentine's Day birthday, I see. I do. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> the joke in our family is there's no Valentine's Day. It's Camry's Day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> girlfriend came into the picture about six years ago. The first year she was like, oh, we're going to do this on Valentine's Day. I was like, no, you're not. Like, that's my day. But <laughs> there's no Valentine's Day in this family. Like, I don't think anybody's filled you in. <laughs> <laughs> let me let you know how this goes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just a Great. funny joke that we've always had. So it was just, it's just part of it. Well, that's awesome. Well, Camry, I I am so happy that we got to uh to connect with you and get you on and I'm glad I've gotten to to learn more about you and uh can't wait to check everything out this weekend at Bristol, I know you said and then um uh so Mike, give me the rundown. I mean, Mike's usually our stats guy. He always has everything. So, Bristol this weekend, uh what time, what channel can folks find the race? On? I think it's going to be on FS1. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's usually- I haven't I believe so. I actually have it posted. I like save all these things because you never know when you're going to need them. <laughs> um, it will be on qualifying will be on FS1, 8 p.m. and Saturday at 11 p.m., which that's really late. I don't know who stays up that late. And then eliminations on Sunday will be on Fox at 3 p.m. Oh, okay. That's but my- you can watch in on NHRA TV for the live coverage. Yeah. They pick and choose which they pick and choose which races are live and which ones aren't. Yeah. Well, and that's the way to go too. Be in control of what you want to watch. <laughs> NHRA TV is great. You can see it all. And um and we're when we're gonna see you at the Texas Motorplex this fall. Dawn and I will be there and we'll have to come by and tell oh. you. How that. Awesome. Definitely come by and say, hey, we always have a lot of snacks. So if you're hungry, I was going to say, you'll get to know. I mean, you know, after we have you on a few times, Mike and I set our race weekend schedule literally around what the media center is serving and at what time. And then like, okay, everything else can fall into place after that. But we need to make sure that we're fed first. So uh, food always food always comes in handy. (laughs) I agree. Well, thanks so much, Carrie, for joining us. I know it's it's late there where you are, so and and because you're tired, I I can tell. I know you've been working and everything, but you no. got this you got this big race weekend. But we appreciate you joining us for a few minutes, and uh, look forward to having uh, look forward look forward uh, to having you back on again very very soon. Best of luck to you this weekend. Hope awesome. that you're the one lifting the Wally girl. Thank you. I appreciate your guys' time. Definitely see you guys in Dallas. All right. All right. Take, Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to Track Smack Smackcast. Check out more at tracksmackradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.